چهار نموت ها Welcome to Charm of the Water. My name is Aaron David, and this is Day of Saturn. And so I thought I would uh, construct a skeleton, uh, which is the narrative of uh, what I'm doing here. And so my magical motto is Akhenaten. I take that as my magical name. And you can kind of look at it as uh, the Aten came by, his eye fell down upon me. And he's like, yeah, I can use that. I guess we'll make it work. <laughs> and that's that's the notion that the name um, pervades. So that is my mission uh, to be in the service of the Aten. And so uh, without going much further and leaving the mystery around that and leaving it to the culture, to argue, uh, you know, how that's Abrahamic uh, transcendentalism and blah, 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 and monotheism. And we're not going to do that. We're in this duality where there's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we're Westerners and lost in duality and logic puzzles about transcendence and non-transcendence and the duality of angels and demons. Not, not seeing anything about what's behind the duality. It's just so aggravating. But that's not my story. That's their story. Uh, so, this goes back to um, me hearing Akhenaten as I did the first practice from Franz Barden's initiation into Hermetics, the first meditation. I hear this male voice pronounced very quietly over me, Akhenaten. And uh, I didn't know what it meant then. And uh, it's kind of fallen in place over my magical career. And I think um, the next part of the story is my turn from five-point Calvinism with the history of uh, evangelicalism to hermeticism. And my seeing uh, the hermetic tree of life, which includes uh, Jewish Kabbalah, me being able to see that in this special light, which is exactly the words that Rufus Opus spoke over me and I, uh, you know, he prophesied and knew not type of way when he handed me his Neoplatonic Basics PDF way back God knows when on social media. And uh, obviously I was already, there was a uh, crack in my armor of five-point Calvinism that at that point I had already become friends with Rufus Opus and was openly pursuing hermetic notions. Well, it's at this point that paper, Neoplatonic Basics, written by Rufus Opus, had a big impact on me and opened up in a layman's terms type of way um, the hermetic cosmology. And it would become something that I rejected at that time. I found interesting in juxtaposing to uh, Orthodox Christianity and yada yada and me uh, kind of seeing what emerged in a culture that is very anti um, 
it doesn't know what it is. It's blind. Uh, all it can do is uh, a destructive act, uh, which is scapegoating. That's all the power that culture has is to scapegoat. And so one is either the crucifier or the cre- crucify-e in culture. But uh, moving along, um, through my own journey through the spheres, thanks to Rufus Opus's book, which I've mentioned, uh, The Seven Spheres, and um, through that, being able to, uh, for myself, navigate the celestial spheres as I read uh, in Dream of Scipio, and Julianus Africanus, and kind of that I had recognized in Mithraism and its seven degree initiation system. And why are we so fixated on seven and the Jewish Kabbalistic notions around seven? And it kind of emerging that in the East, you know, the seven sages, um, there's a there's a lot of interesting things, and it seemed to all point to star stuff. Uh, the Pleiades. For me, in particular, Venus in particular for me, and Saturn in particular for me. Those are all my karmic ties through all this hermetic initiation stuff that was not guided by anything other than the spirits or whatever I was in communication with. It was giving me this information and giving me these scenes and giving me these dreams and these visions. Whatever that was... Um, that was the only thing guiding me. I wasn't in some horrible culture, culturally created artifact of shitness. (laughs) Some cult. This was entirely my own work and my own doings and my own understanding that was being birthed. And so I came to recognize, um... The planetary demons, as uh, I kind of squared the circle from my duality of angels and demons uh, to being able to see a hierarchy of spiritual creation, not have to own dualism through that. This was achieved by me prior to my involvement in magic through five-point Calvinism. The uh, doctrines of grace, as St. Augustine called them, they destroyed that core of duality. And through a systematic theology, I had to say, yeah, if a God was truly God, like, I cannot be an Armenian. Armenian. Um, I have to call myself a Calvinist. If I truly believe uh, that at the top of the hierarchy, there's just one thing. And these, this, this is, you know, not just Christianity, not just Calvinism. You know, this is said elsewhere. <laughs> and I think Thelema in particular, um, the, uh, the work, book work of Thelema does a good job of introducing um, the probationer to um, to these other religious notions and kind of uh, showing that these ideas over here aren't unique to this. If you can get past the bookish literalism 
and see what's behind the words. You can see this over here is saying the exact same thing. Egypt with Isis and uh, Isis and Horus. Now this story is very <laughs> sounds very familiar. <coughs> Excuse me. So at this point through the initiations I'm shown different lifetimes and um, here not all that recently I was going back over some stuff and you know the picture becomes clearer through time um, somebody I'm in contact with one of my friends uh, from uh, like grade school like way back and I worked with him uh, shortly at a uh, big box store I worked there part-time while I was pursuing this trading thing. And then I left at a certain point pursuing this trading thing. <laughs> and uh, he had an interest in trading and had Robin Hood and was interested in long-term swing trading and crypto. And I was kind of in another world of that, uh, which was Forex, intraday trading. Two very different worlds. And... Um, Stocks are not like Forex. Forex, once you understand it and grasp it, uh, I don't think you would go back to stocks because stocks are just a pain in the ass compared to the ease of trading currencies and trading crypto. You know, what the uh, CNBC and stuff says about uh, crypto, it's too volatile. Well, from a, con a conservatist you know, long-term investing, yes, they're volatile, but they're not crypto. What people are doing with crypto is trading crypto. They're making money every day, every week, every month through trading crypto, not investing in crypto. That, though, is a part of the crypto world, but what is making crypto volatile? are traders and there's a lot more traders involved in crypto than there is stocks stocks the world is mostly made up of long-term investors so that's just to me obvious now forex is larger than anything in the world it is the world it is the world it's the foreign exchange uh and um if you can trade it you can trade anything it's the highest difficulty level. So uh, my friend is asking me, he's, he's come to the place over the years where his eyes have opened to what I was involved with and it, he becomes interested because leverage trading isn't really a thing on Robinhood. <laughs> and with Forex, uh, you can get extraordinarily high leverage. And he saw, wow. And so his eyes began to open to what I was doing. And now he's asking me questions. He just downloaded uh, MetaTrader 4 and made his first trade. And he's asking me all these questions. And I'm like, damn it, man. Like, you know, nobody answered my questions. This is something I pursued so passionately. Um, I just burned through. But at the same time, through him asking me these simplistic questions, I realized how advanced I have become. And I realized that I'm going to have a problem 
just relating to somebody what I know. Um, and I realized that this is incredible to me, that this, this can happen. And in a larger magical context of initiation, uh, like a Matrix-type situation, which is going on. <laughs> like, there are people's heads who are so vastly different from <laughs> normal people's heads. They are absolutely alien. <laughs> but um, I've gotten sidetracked now. Oh, shit. <laughs> anyway, the point of all this is... Uh, that this path of initiation, uh, it it can bring you along to where all of a sudden you can look back and you've left behind so much that everybody else is still kind of lost and uh, you know, climbing over each other, chained together, blind in. It's the culture. And uh, you can look back and realize how far you're removed from that and how far up the mountain you've come. So going back to what I'm amazed by is that my mentor, uh, ICT, um, is somebody who is very public, who has a private mentorship, but also teaches a lot of public stuff. Um, he still has detractors. Now, ICT does not have uh, a uh, self uh what is it called? Self-confidence problem. He has a huge ego. And he actually is uh, deserving of it. Uh, it's something that I took a, it took me a long time to see. And I realized you can't even see what ICT is doing. You can't even see his level. You, he, you can't see it until you bring yourself to a certain level of understanding. Then you can see his depth. And so that is amazing to me that there is such a level of advancement in people that nobody else can see it until they bring themselves up to a certain level. And then they can say, holy shit, I thought I was advanced, but look at this guy. And that is uh, exactly what ICT is like and the journey with him has been like and my trading journey has been like. I can, uh, I can say there's at least been four or five levels of degree or initiation or like a, um, you know, uh, college year level. So here's year one, you need a foundation here. Then to even get to the second level, if you don't have that found, firm foundation, you're not going to get to two and you definitely aren't going to get to three or four. Uh, it's got to be done in order of level of understanding or you're just not ever going to get up here. And that's amazing to me that you can't even see that up here. And I, and I can see this with my mentor. I can see that reality. So for people not to believe in transcendence and to be like, oh, we're a, like, it's such a stupid vocabulary game. Uh, like, it's just dumb. But to me, that is my mentor is actually transcendent. He's so high up in the hierarchy, nobody can even tell what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> so he he's, gets people saying that he's full of shit, even though 
his material that he's put out there even for free if you were to understand it you would immediately be like in awe of of ICT so it took me a long time to see his godlike nature but I, I'm just using that as an example it amazes me that the reality is like that and that right next to us at the grocery store could be some ascended master <laughs> and we wouldn't even know it um, but anyway getting back to my own story uh, so Zazel has been prevalent in looking at my natal chart and being a triple Capricorn um, this is no surprise and there's been experiences I've shared them um, I was told that uh, somebody had tried to conjure a spirit in my family I totally believe that and I believe that the 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 demons of the planets and the hierarchies therein uh, the demon is the the most closest one to this realm and has the most power over you and uh, you could think of them as the governors or the the archons of the governors or um, these are all just words to try to help build out something to grasp onto um, I've heard Rufus Opus use the demons are like the lowest manifestation, the construction workers, the material movers of the material world. Um, and this, this picture comes out of hermetic cosmology that is not unlike Eastern uh, philosophies around uh, religious notions of, you know, it's desire that holds us here uh, in incarnating in the cycle of rebirth. And um, if we can just let go, uh, we can be freed and head to the stars. And that's where the Star Trek universe actually exists. The Federation and everybody, <laughs> they're actually out there, but we don't get access to them until we can uh, bring ourselves up to a certain level we can't even fucking see them. We're in that state. The The stuff that I'm talking about sounds insane. That's how fucking blind everybody is. So, um, Zazel, I think <clears throat> I captured, I image captured something on my phone. Um, I've heard spirits on the spirit box call uh, Zazel, uh, something like the filthy one. Um, do I have this on my phone still? Perhaps it is on the, the PC. Let me pull this up. And there's the, you know, the with Leonard and the Sabbath goat and the witches spreading their ass cheeks. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, with this being, you know, Saturn... Capricorn, Cardinal Earth, and uh, Capricorn's magical power, the evil eye, and the the uh, witch's Sabbath, so-called. So there, there's this link with Zazel and Saturn, but this is extraordinary, extraordinarily strong in Cardinal Earth in Capricorn. And let me pull this up here. I want to go to pictures. 
and I am not I do not have files organized well I do not have files organized well at all <laughs> this a lot of this is stuff I'm pulling off my phone freeing up space on my phone it is here somewhere I think not found it yet new I know I just looked at it it was a uh, screenshot and it was talking about Zazel and I'm not even sure where I screenshotted it from here we go I believe this is it and I think this is probably Agrippa all right here we go because uh, it was screenshotted on the esoteric archives and I've had Agrippa open I'm thinking it came from there so here we go uh, when man dies his body returns into the earth from which it is was taken the spirit returns to the heavens from whence it descended as saith the preacher I was gonna make a dune reference earlier the body returns to the earth from whence it was and the spirit returns to God that gave it which Lucretius hath expressed in these verses what came from earth to earth returns again what came from God returns from whence it came but Ovid expressed it better in these verses four things of man there are spirit soul ghost flesh these four something places keep and do possess the earth covers flesh the ghost hovers over the grave Orcus hath the soul stars do the spirit crave uh, that is an incredible verse for a hermeticist and somebody aware of Egyptian part of the souls and Jewish Kabbalistic part of the souls this is just power packed with mystical uh, notions here this is like incredible to me so are right, continuing I, as I said I think this is Agrippa the flesh being forsaken and the body being defunct of life is something a dead carcass which as say the divines of the Hebrews is left in the power of the demon Zazel of whom it is said in the scripture thou shalt eat dust all thy days and elsewhere the dust of the earth is his bread now this is incredibly interesting to me in light of spirits on the ghost box uh, associating Zazel with filth and at the time that happened I didn't understand it now that I've come along a little further and putting things together with uh, the witches Sabbath and the exposing of the anus and um, there's a picture being painted 
Uh, let's see. He's now man was created of the dust of the earth. Whence also that demon is called the Lord of flesh and blood, while the body is not expiated and sanctified with due solemnities. Hence I, without cause, the ancients ordained expiations of carcasses, that that which was unclean, that was the word that the uh, spirits on the ghost box used, unclean and filth. Uh which was unclean, might be sprinkled with holy water, perfumed with incense, be conjured with sacred orations, have lights by, as long as it was above ground, and then at length be buried in a holy place. Uh, is there anything else I want to read here? Uh, hence, Elpenor and Homer, I beseech thee, saith he, you less be mindful of me and leave me not unburied, lest being unburied become an object of the God's wrath. But the spirit of man, which is a sacred nature and divine offspring, because it is always faultless, becomes incapable or incapable of any punishment. But the soul, if it hath done well, rejoices together with the spirit and going forth with its aerial chariot passeth freely to the choirs of the her hero something or reacheth of heaven where it enjoys all its senses and powers a perpetual blessed felicity a perfect knowledge of all things as also something divine vision and possession of the kingdom of heaven yada 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 uh, so those are interesting notions there uh, that correlate to me to some of the funerary texts and pyramid texts that were shared by Terence Duquesne in his uh, work, Jackal at the Shaman's Gate, and some of his other works, which now we know uh, is a wrong title. It should be titled Wolf at the Shadow <coughs> at the uh, Shaman's Gate. <coughs> Excuse me. So, um, I, I think that's as far as I want to go. We're, we're in this thing 26 minutes. Um, there was something as well as interesting in uh, Crowley's uh, 777s pertaining to Zazel. Actually, let me grab that book real quick. So, of course, in Geomancy, uh, Zazel is very prominent along with some of the other planetary spirits or planetary demons. And uh, uh, John Michael Greer, Michael, I never can get his name right. Um, the Celtic Golden Dawn guy, uh, he wrote um, a Geomancy book and he goes into detail. I've mentioned this before about the... Uh, the geomantic uh, intelligences or spirits of which Zazel is one and um, 
kind of poises that uh, the natal angel, holy guardian angel, look at what spirit is uh, prominent. So for Saturn, of course, Zazel. And uh, here we are back with, this is just who I got to deal with in this lifetime. <laughs> These are the themes of my story in this incarnation. Uh, themes which Zazel would rule over. So I'm like, well, what the hell is Zazel about? Um, yeah, looking at the cliff art, the, uh, the concealers, I believe, or is that it? The ones that correspond with Bina. But that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for, um, let's see here. I get lost looking through this book. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I remember the day I bought this. Let's see here. I bought it from a Barnes and Noble, and I was with my ex's two kids that day, teenage kids. It was a memorable day. I am looking for the Buddhist keep hitting the mic here I found it so uh, on page 38 of uh, 777 uh, table 3 uh, we see uh, spirits of the planets in the middle column Tartharath, Hasmodai, Ketamel, Hismael, Barzabel, Sorath, and then Zazel. And uh, listed with the intelligences and uh, also correlated or um, juxtaposed with the Noble Eightfold Path. And so what Zazel is correlated to in, in uh, the number 32 and right recollection in both senses of the word right viewpoint so in trying to figure this out why do I have to deal with Zazel that seems to be a big clue maybe <laughs> first of all what I believe was Zazel, or a representative of Zazel, telling me they are all liars, and that being Anubis's thing, what Anubis was concerned with, and what is a great offense to Anubis, is lying. And of course we have all the Abrahamic stuff, with the father of lies, and I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious who Hermes, Anubis, Hermanubis, the dweller, uh, who he correlates to in Abrahamic religion. I mean, there's no getting away from that. Uh, let's see here. I didn't want to face that for a very long time until I just had to, like, yes, I, I just got to deal with this. I can't ignore it. Um, so, 
I want to look at the etymology of the word recollection because I don't know what he means in both senses of the words. Um, medieval Latin. It comes from recollegere, recollegere, which means gather again. Uh, that is interesting in the uh, Bophometic, um, you know, coagulation. That's interesting. Uh, medieval Latin, recollectio, recollect. That's interesting. I was thinking to, to remember rightly is what I was thinking when I read that. But now that I read the etymology together again, um, gives me a whole nother notion than from what I was thinking. Let's check. Uh, let's check the online etymology dictionary. See what we get here. To re oh shit! You're kidding me. Of course. Why is this so oblivious to me? And why am I just now seeing it? Recollection. Remember. What the fuck? Not recollect. Is that what I've been saying? What is good? <laughs> to recover or recall knowledge of. Bring back to the mind or memory. To take up again. Regain. To collect again. My mind is blown. Just reading, that, that's what does the trick for me when I become like Sherlock Holmes stuck. And I, what the fuck does this mean? <laughs> um, getting lots of uh, synonyms, antonyms, lots of keywords. Um, that really helps me unlock an understanding. Um, and just here with this, I've just step through a different understanding with that. I check a little bit. Um, check a little bit more on Wiktionary. To collect again. The act of recollecting or recalling to the memory. Power of recalling ideas to the mind. Or the period within which things can be recollected. Remembrance. The act or practice of collecting or concentrating the mind. That's the archaic uh, within Catholicism. Self-control. A spiritual retreat, especially one that is sh short within Catholicism. I could say, I could view my entire incarnation, this life, as a spiritual retreat. <laughs> 
but that that is fascinating uh gives me a totally different direction and um some of the things that i've been shown it would make sense why they were so power packed because i've got to be brought up to speed again uh and I think it's interesting, I'm 41 in Jewish Kabbalah, I do have some Ashkenazi Jewish blood in me uh, thanks 23andMe um, I forgot what I was going to say about that oh well, I failed to recollect I don't know, man. It's just weird. Um, some of the dream stuff. Uh, could the person that had tried to conjure the spirit in the past, could have it been me? Or, um, you know, some of the dream figures I've visited that have been familial uh they all seem to be wealthy which is very much what my uh, most immediate ancestors and myself are not <laughs> and i and one one dream vision thing was went and outraged to my ancestors who were lost in desires uh in living their lives uh through money and desire I went there and I read this on air not long ago and complained and be like look I was like look where we are now don't you care um, just so much mystery around this and uh, things to ponder I've got a lifetime of things to ponder from my from my trip around the spheres that like it's always a source that I can go to that's very real to me for um, when I lose confidence. I think in my trading, a lot of people would give up. I think it's, it's a tendency for if you take so much losses or failure, you stop trying and you blame. And that is, that's what generally happens. Well, you know, stock market is a scam. Forex is a scam. It's not that I can't control my passions or desires and I can't control myself. I have no self-control. It's the market's fault, right? Um, no, it's your fault. People are doing this on a professional level uh, and succeeding and have been for centuries. Going back to the rice markets in which Japanese candlesticks were, uh, were uh, created, invented, thought of be able to see what was previously invisible now we can we can see it on a chart it's fascinating fascinating stuff i i'm kind of uh, speechless uh since this remembering thing i don't know gotta think about that i i've never thought of that saying zazel help me remember like that's never crossed my mind it's always been like oh shit this motherfucker looks scary and I don't want to have anything to do with him 
It's extraordinarily disturbing. The black goat head shows up. It's very disturbing. I was like, please, do you have to look like that? But that being part of the initiation process that's not unique to me, um, that was replicated by living people in initiatory um, initiations. <laughs> that's what's so fascinating to me. That point of horror and how it changed me. Um, I can't even begin to talk about. But I think that's going to do it for this this show. So until next time. Mm-hmm.